1: Good evening, everyone. Like my does he groet for the audience. I'm all smile net for your terug, if you greet them. Okay, I will remember that. Next time I'm gonna stand in front, just smile to everyone. Maybe you'll say hello, any in return. I'll try that next time. Um, yo, it's such I am I experienced such an excitement with the new faces on the stage. I don't know whether you noticed, but um But some of them are brand new in the band. Also, so also so We are so excited that you joined and that you stepped out. We we recently um, went through a sermon series where Vian preached about um, called and sent. So special to see how people are starting to respond when they hear God calling. This morning, when I when I spoke about it. God calling, I said that it's so interesting that when someone screams or shouts or calls um, someone, um, you can from time to time hear the desperation in their voice, but because they're not screaming your name, you don't have to respond, right? But sometimes it feels necessary to help them find whoever they are looking for. But when we hear our name being called, we need to respond. So while I was busy preparing um, the sermon for tonight, um, I prayed through some of the previous sermons over the past few weeks. And I got to some of the points. And then I felt the Holy Spirit speaking to me and, and, um, Kitsubiki and I prayed through it, and I spent some time with god and and allowed him to do a work in me and then I said, "Okay, Lord, I'm going on with the rest of my preparation now and I started moving on or planning on and then he he kind of took me back, and he said, "Let's speak about this some more and I prayed about that again and and i and eventually, after the third or fourth time, I realized wait there's there's something more to this and um and I experienced that the Holy Spirit said to me, there's something that he still wants to do with regards to some of the words that's been preached over the past few weeks. So some of it you'll recognize, some of it might not be new, but I am really trusting God for a special work in our hearts tonight. Let's close our eyes. Lord, we thank you for firstly who you are. Thank you for doing a special work in us. Thank you that as we allow your spirit to to welcome us and to make us feel at home. Thank you that you open our hearts and you open our minds, open our ears and our eyes to clearly hear and see and understand what it is that you would like to say tonight, Lord. While we were praying this morning, just while our eyes are closed, I just had this sense in my heart of God saying, you are welcome here because I said so. You are not welcome here only because it's a church and that's where Christians go or that's where people go that would like to hear good news. You are welcome here because God said so. If you tonight feel unsure or unwelcome or doubtful, just just take a moment and just say, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm not sure that I I needed to come. I don't know what I'm going to hear once I open my heart, Lord, but I'm allowing your spirit to do a work in me. Lord, I pray specifically for the person that's really tensing up at this stage. Lord, just by the thought of hearing your voice, just by the thought of experiencing you, I, I pray for the release of that tension in Jesus' name. Lord, it's safe where you are. There's freedom where you are. There's healing and there's restoration where you are. And we, we thank you so much that you are welcome in. Holy Spirit. Lord, why while we experience so many tempting thoughts, trying to keep us away from what it is that you would like to say tonight. Lord, I, I thank you that you take every thought captive, that you bring every, every force or anything under your dominion, and it will bend their knee to you, King Jesus. Thank you for turning eyes to you and allowing us to see clearly. Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Over the past few weeks, some of the things that stood out for me was ye called and they came was the last was last week 's um, theme, and um, he called, and they came not he called, and they wondered whether they should go or he called, and they wondered who he 's speaking to, but he called and they knew he was speaking to them when God is speaking to you, you know he 's speaking to you like you felt during prayer, during worship, during the past few days i mean everything that we are going through. Kind of directs towards God speaking to us, guiding us very specifically, and pointing our attention to specific things. So God is calling and we need to respond. Fian mentioned, um, I'm just recapping last week's message for a moment. He spoke a bit about how how some of us look at public ministry as people standing in front on a Sunday speaking with a microphone while some of you see a lot more people than we do on a weekly basis, on a daily basis. So your ministry is quite pub- public, and the reality is what kind of ministry are you living? Quite, um, quite reflective questions, something that really pulls up a mirror in front of us and say, listen, rather look at, look at what I'm busy with in you um, instead of looking outwardly. Interesting statement Vian made last week was that we fall in private long before we fall in public long before something happens so drastically that other people can notice it, there's been a long time coming where quiet times are not going well, where your prayer life is not going well, where time in scripture is not going well, where time in fellowship with the right people that's stirring faith within you is not going well. Eventually, it comes to a point where certain things starts to deteriorate. And by then, there's been a long time going past where we neglected our own time with God. And, and as we reflect on the, on the statements of last week, I want to I encourage you to allow already in your heart, the Holy Spirit, to, to start revealing stuff. God wanted to save, but us being unwilling to respond caused us to leave the same way that we entered. What a confronting thought. While I was sitting on my knees there at the back, I had my eyes closed, and um, and I saw a, a shadow go by and I thought to myself, how awesome would it be in terms of a revelation of God if he would walk by and we could see him. And while I was praying that, I thought to myself, that is literally exactly what is happening at this specific moment in time. We are here. God is here, willing to reveal himself, willing to save, willing to restore, willing to transform and as we see this, this image of the Holy Spirit coming close, we have the option to respond or to close our hearts. And I really had this sense in my heart as I was praying about that, that we easily kind of kind of turn a shoulder in uncertainty of what's going to happen if we really accept God to work in us and to work through us. And if you experience that tonight, we'll get to a place where we can pray. So very interesting um, after one of, one of the, the last few sermons, Vian said, instead of just standing and responding with your heart and responding with your mind, move in a direction, move towards the left or move towards the right or move, you know, take a few steps forward, come to the stage or go somewhere, just move at the very least, have your lips move, pray, respond, say something. And I could really sense how my body responding to a call of God made a difference where I could listen to something, listen to an invitation, and instead of just looking at the invitation and being quiet, literally doing something. So tonight, um, a lot of the things that God spoke to me about before the the service was already mentioned, so I'm not going to go through that. I want to go over to a testimony where um, we went to convergence. One of the things... um, that stood out for me was when we got there. Um, there was it was not only people in ministry that was there; it was also people that just attended Convergence. It's a place where they go and be ministered to. Special guest speakers come, and they convey a message. Um, international renowned speakers, some of them. And um, when I got there, um, I saw my name on a card there, and and us, you know, register before that time, they knew we were coming and there was a, there was a bankie and everything for us there on the table and I don't know whether the girl made a mistake or not but she handed me a golden armbankie, what's that? Prachtig Is a bracelet because and silver Well, I was gold but not gold in that way, he was not gold in the metal kind of way he was gold in the glittery kind of way the plastic glittery kind of way. Is it nog steeds a bracelet? Wristband. Armband. Okay, kom ons haak not op dit nie, Anders gaan ons nou a rabbit hole gaan. But I had, a, I had a gold wristband. Nee? And, uh, and I saw some of the people next to me got a different color wristband. And, and at the time I had no idea what that meant. But soon I realized that that is a very special wristband. That wristband means that you can go certain places where some other people cannot go. And at the time, I didn't know where exactly I can go. I only realized later that whatever the place, the, the place I was allowed to go was, was actually a room behind the stage with snacks and water and cold drink and couches where you can sit and feel special and look at a screen while some people are busy speaking. Like I say, I didn't know that beforehand, so I never went. I have no idea what snacks they were or what cold they were, but that put me in a state of mind, and I didn't realize it at the time because in one of the sessions, one of the ladies actually made an altar call, and she said, if there's any one of you that is in full-time ministry and you are tired, please come to the front so we can pray for you. And um, and I sat there and um, with my golden wristband, and I thought to myself, is that me? And I waited a bit to see if I feel tired. And when nothing happened, I prayed, Lord, am I tired? And I didn't know, and I didn't know why I prayed that also, but... After a while, I was sitting with my eyes closed. I had this experience that I had to open my eyes, and I felt I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to open my eyes. And I didn't know why. So I sat there with my eyes closed, waiting for something to happen, and um, and I waited, and I felt in my heart, the Holy Spirit said, open your eyes, and I opened my eyes, and I saw the guy in front of me, and God gave me a word for him, and I said, no, I don't want to give him that word. And the Holy Spirit said, you are tired. If you, having compassion, loving people the way that you do, look at someone hearing a word from God that can be the difference for them between life and death, spiritually as well as physically, why would you not want to share that? We ended the message last week where he said, am I being myself in all contexts? In all situations, am I being myself? And what I realized while I was praying through the scripture for tonight was when I sat there, I had my pastor cap on. I felt that I was the one that was supposed to minister. I was not the one that was supposed to be ministered to. Just like that, when we think about being ourselves, you being here. Dressed in a certain way, sitting in a specific building, disconnects certain parts of yourself. There's certain things that you would probably not say, certain things that you would probably not think, certain things that you would probably not do because of the building that you are currently in. That changes again when we are at work. And that changes again when we are in front of our spouses or children or whoever. And for us to really be in a place of vulnerability tonight, we have to we have to allow ourselves to be honest with ourselves, otherwise, you will end up like me with a golden wristband on somewhere, and the Holy Spirit will tell you you are not being yourself, you are tired, you are hurting, you are broken, you need prayer, you need assistance, you need guidance. And my invitation tonight to all of us would be: Let's, for a moment, while no one can see anything happening in you, just be yourself. Feel what you are feeling. Think what you are thinking. Just allow God to let you be yourself. While I was while I was sitting and and doing this. And that's why I kept on going back to the previous sermons, because I
0: realized that I also change. I don't mean to, but I do. And I realized in my life, a lot of the
1: times that I pretend or I, I, I'm, um, yeah, I'm, not 100% honest with myself there's a big sense of a fear of rejection if I would say that this is what I'm feeling this is what I'm going through this is what my relationship with God looks like, this is what my marriage looked like, what would whoever say what would whoever think if I would publicly curse in every, in every space that I came in what would people think I had people sitting, um, coming for marriage counseling. And then um, after two or three months, they would say, listen, we cannot come back anymore because my wife or my, my husband are not being honest while we are sitting on your couch. Why? Because what I'm really feeling or what I'm really going through, I'm not allowed to say on this couch. I'm in front of someone that's associated with God and that, allows me to say certain things and feel certain things. And the other things I have to figure out somewhere else. Up to the point that, um, that people from time to time get so angry that they completely, I, I, see, I, see, I see people react in ways that I would never even think they, will, they are able to react when I see them in different situations. And the reality of that is that's true of me as well. And that's true of you as well. The reality is we need to sit down for a moment today and say, Lord, like Robin shared before the service, you cannot save the person I am pretending to be. For me
0: to be with you, I need to be me, completely me. And for that to happen,
1: I want you to, like I say, just just take a moment and ask yourself these following questions. On the slide, you'll see, am I being myself? Well, it's next so I can't think. Am I being myself with God? Am I being myself with my spouse? Am I being myself with my children? Am I being
0: myself with my family and my friends and my colleagues? So I forgot this morning about the video clip that I have lined up.
1: right over, Okay, look now. Okay, so if we ask those questions again, and we say, "Am I being myself with God?" Do you think the Holy Spirit is sitting next to you on the floor, going, "Mm-mm,
0: that's what he said, to
1: see." if you sit in a conversation with your spouse is your spouse going uh-uh. that's not who you are that's not what you're saying when you when you are so excited and i and I often um, I, I often um, am confr- confronted with the idea when I had to um, discipline my children on the way ch- to church or yeah. at the home just before we came um and they come to me at church, I have to, you know, be very sensitive to not welcome them in a lot, a lot more excited way than I was when, I, when, I, when we were still back home, you know, because um, we are not on a good space. The reality is our invitation tonight is to what extent are we honest and true about who we are? If we should be praying the following prayer, what do you think would happen? Holy Spirit, please bring everything to the light that I am hypocritical about so I can be healed. If we would pray that tonight, what would happen? (laughs) What would come to the light? When I prayed about this, there was a specific scripture that, that came up, Luke 12, verse 1 to 3. Listen to this. Jesus, with his disciples, he's standing there, and, and, the, and the scripture reads, it's, it's not on the board. It goes like this. In the meantime, when so many thousands of the people had gathered together, that they were trampling one another. The Afrikaans say that makar vertrap. He began to say to his disciples first. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Of the leaven of the Pharisees. What was that? Hypocrisy. not being who you are. Beware. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light. And what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on the housetops. Beware of hypocrisy. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light. And what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on the housetops. After this... Jesus tells his disciples, Do not fear those who kill the body. Rather fear him who has the authority to cast you into hell. Stern warning for hypocrisy. Stern warning for being someone that you really are not. Interesting that when Jesus makes an invitation to us and he says, Come to me. Brings us to our second point, Matthew 11. He says, At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son And my burden is light. As we fear rejection, as we are unsure what will be revealed the moment we allow our true selves to to come out, to be displayed, to be seen, Jesus is saying, Come rest. You being yourself, come rest. Thursday evening, I was, I was sleeping and I had this dream. I went into a conference room and, um, and when I entered the conference room, I, I saw a band set up at the back and I saw a conference table and I saw a few notebooks and a few pens. And, and um, as we stood there, the, worst, the, the MC of the evening came up and he, and he introduced the worship team and the worship team stepped up. But the moment the worship team stepped up, I could sense something was different. And... Um, and I waited. Those of you that know me, I like to observe and, and just see what's going to happen. So I just stood there and I had a look at the worship team. And they took their instruments and they started playing and they started worshiping. And everyone stood up and they went. we went to stand behind the chairs. And we just started worshiping. And they said, no, you can go sit down again. And we were like, okay. And we went and we, we sat down. And uh, and while we were going to sit down, they were playing. And no one said anything. And and while they were playing, eventually we stood up again and we started worshiping again. And just when we started worshiping again, they said, no, you can sit down again. And we went to sit down. and And, and just when we went to sit down, they brought out some food that I didn't know. It was different food that I that I couldn't identify and I went over to the table and I, and I took a, a piece of, of one of the, um, it looks, it looked like a fit book, and um, I started eating it. And as I, as I bit into this, I experienced the Holy spirit say, when I call you to rest in me, I need you to allow me to teach you how. Normally when we, go to Jesus to an invitation of rest, there's kind of an idea of what that looks like. You know, you go to your room, you put on a worship song, or you open your Bible, or you start praying, or you start saying things or whatever. Very rarely, we just go and sit down and we say, Lord, how is this going to work? How would you like this to, to work? Before we start praying, before we start worshiping, before we start going into any direction. And I had this very specific experience on my heart that God said, you are familiar with worship. You are familiar with reading your Bible. You are familiar with prayer. And you kind of bounce between the three or whatever um, with the intent of resting with me. But you do not allow me to teach you. When we think about rest with Jesus, we need to think, what is our typical go-to? How do we normally do it? And in what way do we allow God to define it?
0: In what way do we allow Jesus to define what this rest look like? You see, what what I normally do is I go and I sit down
1: and I decide that I need to spend time with God now. There's a calling on my heart. There's a stirring and I go and I sit down and... um. While I have no problem with, um, how can I say, with quiet moments, awkward, awkward silences, eventually I kind of feel something has to happen, right? So I'm sitting on my bed, on the floor, outside or whatever, and eventually I start feeling okay, but something needs to happen now. Someone has to say, so I feel it might as well be me, Okay. While no one else is speaking, I might as well be speaking, okay? So I start to pray, and I kind of have this agreement with with God respectfully saying, whenever you want to speak, you are welcome to. But while I'm waiting, I'm, I'm going to speak. And eventually, I realized that I've taken up the whole time speaking about a lot of stuff that still do not make more sense than it did when I started, and, um, and the time is finished and, um, and there was no intimacy and there was no meeting with Jesus. There was no specific revelation. There was no help. There was no nothing because I literally didn't listen.
0: We need to listen. When we go to Jesus for rest, we need to allow him to define it.
1: If we were able to give ourselves rest we would if if sleep worked you know it would have been the go-to but it doesn't we need god to define it lord teach us how do we rest how do i bring this person that you are slowly but surely allowing to be in every situation, broken, sinful, going astray, every temptation possible. How do, how do I bring this person to rest
0: in you? Please teach me. Please guide me. Please show me. In James 5, verse 13 to 20, and, and before we go to that scripture,
1: what is interesting about being called and being sent you can hear or you can feel God's call in your heart. You can hear or you can feel what specifically he's saying. But one, one thing we really prepare ourselves for, and that's what's going to happen once we start walking. Many of us started walking. And the moment you start walking, there's a lot of conflict, a lot of headwind, a lot of things that go wrong that you never anticipated or thought can go wrong. And that's normally the place where people say, this is not what they told me when they said, follow Jesus. (laughs) This is not what they said what's going to happen. Going into full-time ministry is not going to look like this. Going into someone that wants to surrender his life to God is not going to look like this. A lot of things happen. And as God leads us, there's a lot of things that's being revealed. And as this is being revealed, We find ourselves in a situation like we see in James 5, verse 13 to 20. Listen to this. Is anyone
0: among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him
1: sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that that you may be healed. These sins are referring sometimes to things that that's pertaining to to illnesses, but in many cases referring to things that's blocking the flow of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The moment we start following God, there's a specific call, there's a specific word, and we start to walk in a specific direction. And the moment we do that, something starts to happen. And as we walk... From time to time, we feel literally just a step back. I could hear your voice. I could feel your leading. I could feel what you are busy with. And now that I gave the step, something changed. In many cases, that is called sin. Something I did, something I chose, some direction I went to that's out of line
0: with what God is busy with in my life. Now, we like to go to the fruit of sin. Like to go to the things that come afterwards,
1: addictions, various different temptations, and whatever. But there's been a time as a reborn person where you were positioned by God to walk in a specific direction, and we we missed it. This healed that's referred to here in verse 16 con- Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed has two definitions in the original Greek. It says generally physical, but can also be spiritual and emotional. So when we realize that we have sinned, we have missed Jesus, we have missed the flow of his spirit, we need to confess. Normally we do this privately. And initially, it's because we want to get all of our answers from God. But soon we realize that some things does not work like that. Some things we do not work out with God in our quiet times. And this is why. God bought bought you and born you into a family. Birthed you into a family, a spiritual family that pray with you.
0: That you confess your sin to. Now this becomes awkward because when I confess my sin to someone, what's going to happen? What are they going to do with the information? And the reality of that matter is whatever they want to <laughs> Why? Because when I am convicted of sin in the light.
1: Of a holy God, realizing that this is standing between me and the one who created me, the one who I chose to follow, the one who is guiding me, the one who is leading me, then whatever someone on earth is thinking about me cannot define my actions. If I still fear people more than I fear God, there has been no real revelation of who God is. I cannot think. That if I confess my sin to someone and they go put it in the newspaper, I will be worse off than dying without God. That is exactly what Luke 12 is explaining. The moment we do not understand that hypocrisy leads to death. Be afraid of the one that can cast you into hell. Do not be afraid of the one that can kill your body.
0: I had to once go to someone and confess about something that was very, 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 very hard. Not to go into very specific details, I would gladly do that individually.
1: And you are really honestly welcome to come ask me afterwards if you want to. I had to confess to him certain things. And he said to me, "You really put me in a very hard position. And I said, I understand. And he said, what am I supposed to do with this information?
0: And I had to sit down in a moment and I had to decide, who am I fearing? Now,
1: because whatever comes out of my mouth next is going to determine from a fundamental perspective, who am I fearing? Am I fearing that I will lose my, my status? Am I fearing that I will lose my position in the family? Am I fearing that I will lose my marriage,
0: my children, my work? Or am I fearing to be without God? And by God's grace, literally at the moment, I was able to say, do whatever you want to with it. It's not common on earth for us to confess sins because normally when you confess sins to
1: someone you you declare a subordinance that is not what scripture says scripture says you confess your sins so that you may be healed so that you may be in unity with god so that the one who you choose to follow for eternity will be the one that you will be in right standing with not the one that you will know for 70 or 80 years Now, Normally, when I explain something to my kids, I have to make it practical to them. So some of them come to me and they say, well, I hear a fight going on and I say, listen, you were the the one that was wrong here. You need to ask forgiveness. (laughs) And uh, they would say, okay, or they would say, um, okay, I'm sorry, but you must also be sorry. Right? And then I had to tell them, listen, that's not how forgiveness works. Forgiveness works like this. You go to someone and you tell someone, listen, I am really sorry for what I've done. Well, you won't actually say for what I've done. You will say what you've done. But you must say, listen, Esme, I'm really sorry that I struck you instead of speaking to you. And then as I listened to this conversation, the one that listened to this would normally respond by saying, don't worry, it wasn't that bad. And I would say, you are lying. It was that bad. Because literally 30 seconds ago, you were fighting about this. It, it cannot be not bad. It was bad. Okay. So you don't say that. I don't know who you maybe went to in the past and, and you went and you said, listen, I'm sorry. And the person said, don't get forget of Although Although there's some sort of relief because you went and you said, listen, I'm sorry. Them responding in that way doesn't really hit the same nerve, right? You kind of feel they have to say something like, I forgive you. Now, oftentimes it doesn't happen. I know, but I'm teaching my kids now. And after this, we're going to teach ourselves how this works practically for us. So then I tell the other one, listen, you can't say it wasn't that bad because it was. You literally just cried and ran all over the house and screamed and all of that. So just say, I forgive you. And they say, okay, I forgive you, but don't do it again. And I'm like, no, that's not what I said. You must say, just say, I forgive you. There's something in asking forgiveness, and there's something of being set free. It just reveals something of what we experience with God. When we confess our sins to someone, I literally did that this week at the exercise room place. I just went to Viana and I said, Listen, Viana, I need to confess something. When I prayed, something came up in my quiet time, and I need to confess. And he stood there, and we turned to each other, and I said, listen, this is what happened. And I prayed towards God, and I confessed to God, because it's something with him. And we understood there, and afterwards, he prayed a prayer of blessing, forgiveness, and healing over me. So as we go to someone, practically, being convicted of sin in our lives, That we've prayed about in our quiet times and there doesn't seem to be a relief. There doesn't seem to be a release, forgiveness coming. God will want to do that in the body. Why? Because that's why the body is there. That's why there's a community of believers that is supporting you. And I can promise you there will be a time when you think, I cannot say this because this information is going to get leaked. And you will be confronted with the thought of who are you fearing. The Scripture is not saying confess your sins to one another. And then laugh at one another until you die. <laughs> he says confess, confess your sins to one
0: another so that you might be healed. So that you might be in right standing with God. So for the one that's listening.
1: Normally, we want to try and save someone that's really in a vulnerable space. I don't know if it's also like that for you. But when I see someone going through a hard time, normally I feel I want to kind of make it lighter for you, right? This is kind of revealing and, and vulnerable. So I'm going to kind of step in and say, listen, yeah, but you didn't really understand that part. Well, you know, there's scripture saying, what's called it is, call it, that's not what God told that person. When that person prayed to God, that person and was convicted about a specific sin in their lives and they need to confess about it. And what do I need to do? I need to listen. Just listen. Listen to the person confessing the sin to God with you being with them. And what does scripture say?
0: Verse 16. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed.
1: The prayer of a righteous person has great power at its, at its working.
0: So when that person confessed their sins, I listen. I pray over them a blessing
1: of forgiveness, thanking God for his grace, praying a healing over them. Why? Because sin causes the destruction. Oftentimes we don't even know how far the destruction goes. You don't even know how many people you hurt in the time that you walked with that sin that you are busy harboring. Oftentimes, you literally can't even see the extent of it. So we pray healing. And that healing in, in some cases might be physical, like scriptures say. And it's interesting to me that some people think that God does not heal anymore today. He does physically. He heals but he also heals emotionally and he also heals spiritually
0: when we confess our sins and we pray. And we need, to, we need to understand that we do this so that we
1: can be healed. And we need to do this so that as God sends us, his Holy Spirit
0: can keep on flowing through us. That's why. So I, yeah, I know just the thought, firstly, of being yourself. It's very confronting. I know that when you think of being yourself and allowing yourself to be called
1: by Jesus into his rest, for some of us it's very uncertain because I just have this feeling tonight that some of us did not experienced that yet
0: some of us did not experience jesus as our savior saving us bringing
1: us from death to life and for you tonight that may be your prayer your prayer tonight may be lord for me to come rest by you i'm willing to be myself but i need you to reveal and i need you to save me lord please save me For the rest of us, as we rest with Jesus, there will be a time when he says, okay, let's stand up and let's start walking together, like Matthew 11 says. Let's start walking together. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's start walking. And as you walk, there will be things that you will get wrong. And you will need to confess. And some of those things will be in your quiet times. But some of those things will be with someone in community. It doesn't help you go to someone that's not spirit-filled and cannot pray? That will just be awkward and weird. Can you imagine going to someone that does not know God, trying to confess your sin to them? <laughs> I'm speaking about going to someone that's part of your spiritual family. I need to confess. There's things that I'm busy holding on to. I know. I've been harboring it for so long. I need to let this go. This is stopping me blocking me from being myself with Jesus, being in rest and
0: allowing his spirit to work in me and to work through me. So I'm going to give a moment for the, um, communion stuff to ne? Communion to be handed out. And, and while that's busy happening, I want you to think about three questions. On the last slide.
1: Am I being myself in every situation? You can just hold on to the juice and the broiki for a while. We'll use
0: that now together. So before, the, before
1: we use this together, I want you to first sit down and say... Am I being myself everywhere? Is this me? Is this me from my work? Is this me from my
0: house? Is this me, the person that I was on my way here? Is this me?
1: God knows us so well (laughs) that he's from time to time that person in the background saying, you know, we can talk again when,
0: when it's you speaking. Let's not be hypocrites tonight. And I know, you know,
1: the more, the more used to it we are, the easier it becomes to be hypocrites. Not, not being who we are, not saying what we feel, not being true to ourselves. But let's stop that.
0: For the sake of being true towards God, let's stop that. Am I being myself in every situation? Do I live a life from a place of rest with Jesus?
1: Am I resting with Him? And am I, am I walking with Jesus
0: from a place of rest? Or am I tired? the last point
1: I want us to pray about is which sin do I need to confess to someone specifically? What are the sins that you have been praying about in your quiet time over and over and over and over? What are the things that's that's the blockage between you really walking in authority in the spirit along with Jesus? What is, What are those things that's stopping you from being obedient and following God? So, there's two ways you can do that. You can either pray and ask God, Lord, who do I need to speak to? I've had a few interesting meetings with people that way. <laughs> Very vulnerable conversations going to someone saying, Listen, I need to confess. I need to confess that I'm that I missed God. I need to confess that I that I sin. Often people don't know what to do. Fortunately, Unfortunately, all of us now know exactly what to do. Listen. Allow the person to confess to God and pray a healing and a restoration over the person. You are welcome to just stay where you are. Just close your eyes for a moment and let's pray. Lord, before we just do something that we are so used to, that is, use communion together, Lord, we just firstly want to say we are so sorry that we so often pretend. I thank you for your revelation, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you do not reveal and that you do not bring to the light so you can. Make a joke of us. Expose us some way. Lord, you bring it to the light so that you can heal. You can restore. You can bring to life. I pray, Holy Spirit, that as you reveal sin, as you reveal fatigue, tiredness because we are not resting in you and as you reveal in which areas we are not being ourselves Lord I pray for the courage and the boldness for us to respond tonight Lord. Holy Spirit please help us respond while our eyes are closed I'm going to end off for us in prayer please take all of the time that you need come to someone, pray with us, be there, confess, be busy with God, when you're ready you're welcome to, to use the communion that's been handed to you, and after that if you are ready you're welcome to go grab yourself a coffee, be careful not to leave this hall the same way that you entered, this is the moment of us lord thank you so much for this special time in your word you're revealing to us how different in so many ways you are to this world and in so many ways how different you are to the enemy lord you want to heal us you want to set us free lord please give us the courage to respond holy spirit please give us the grace when we are disobedient Lord thank you so much that you are with us and that you are guiding us and that you are going with us into this week we honor you and we thank you and we pray a special blessing over every person that will be responding in obedience to your call right now Lord we thank you for your guidance and thank you for being with us never leaving us we also pray a sp- special blessing over everyone that's represented here every family that's represented here that's not here at this moment lord thank you for being with them guiding them leading them and thank you for for using us